Hey there, how you doing? It's Dave Corlett here, the business director at the creative agency Shape By and the host of the Changemakers podcast. Now this episode is something a little bit different. We've not tried it before, but I really hope it works because I'd like to do a lot more of them in future. This is a mini episode, if you like. It's a snippet of a conversation that I had last year with the wonderful Alan Cohen, one of the most visionary go-to-market leaders that you'll ever come across. And the conversation was so wide-ranging and so detailed that I really felt it was right to revisit it, and in particular one aspect of it, because we get a lot of cybersecurity marketers and people interested in cybersecurity marketing listening to the podcast. And Alan and I talked for a good 10 minutes about his take on the world of cybersecurity, what businesses can do to stand out and make an impact in a world where their target audiences are often so bombarded by vendors by salespeople, by marketing activity. And, you know, these individuals are often security leaders and practitioners who are really at the coalface of trying to protect their businesses on a daily basis. They're very stressful jobs. And quite frankly, to cut through to that audience and make an impact on them, make a good impression, you really, really have to get so many things right. So I wanted to get Alan's take on that. And I hope you'll agree that it's really, really valuable insights for any cybersecurity marketers out there or even anybody interested in cutting through with B2B marketing activity. This is just a little snippet of my conversation last year with Alan Cohen. You can find the full podcast if you go to the Changemakers page and scroll down. But this is a snippet talking about cybersecurity marketing and making an impact in that space. Here you go. There was a very famous marketer uh, who died a couple of weeks named Al Reese from Trout and Reese, the guys that yes, were positioning, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And they also wrote a great book called Marketing Warfare about that. And they were, I mean, I'm old, so they kind of got me. I was kind of started in that era. And so I think you're going to be fighting a lot. Um, there are a lot of companies. I mean, for example, in cybersecurity, there's something like 7,500 startups. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you're going to have more of a warfare play. Yeah, just um, really interesting you touch on cybersecurity, actually, because first of all, if you look at that market, that feels very much like warfare. If you take some of the language around it, cybersecurity companies talking about battle, defend, protect, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, the reason I ask partly is because we work with a couple of cybersecurity firms. And obviously, when you talk about sectors that are growing or categories that are growing within them, um, you look at cybersecurity for obvious reasons, really, right? You know, it's um, ransomware is, is, is just running amok at the moment. What kind of, apart from a, a great product and the ability to challenge some of the big big players, what, what does it take to survive and grow in such a hyper-competitive market like cybersecurity? So it's a really good question. And um, I'm not sure I have 100% of an answer for you. You know, what I would say is that cybersecurity is the only industry where no single vendor can actually absolutely guarantee they're going to do the one thing you want, which is keep them safe, right? <laughs> they are various forms of vitamins and surgery, right? There, there are, and there, there's a lot of kind of healthcare analogies, but there isn't one single piece of it that does everything. So it forces the buyers to become effectively hunters and gatherers. They're connoisseurs of an array of that. I would say what I see very few marketers do, and I think it's important, is to lay out how your technology fits into the scope of everything else they're doing. Right? You're you're putting 
you know, software on your endpoints and you're using multi-factor authentication to prove your identity and you are putting firewalls or segmentation, you're doing all of these things. So when a bot, to, if you want to grow quickly in cybersecurity, you have to lay out what your technology does in the context of the other things they're doing as opposed to them making them figure it out. It's like if you've ever ordered something and it comes in a box and you have to assemble it and the instructions are not in a language you speak and there are no tools. That is what I think a lot of cybersecurity is. And, you know, so what I would say is the phrase in my mind is in cyber is what can your customers count on you for? What am I relying on you to do for me? And how does that fit into that architecture? And that's, I see very little of it. And one is like, we have the answer. We've solved ransomware. And it's like, that's great. Prove it to me, right? In fact, sometimes the overarching statement is the one that hurts you the most and go to market because they're saying, well, what does that mean? As opposed to yeah, saying, look, these yeah. are the five things you must do. We're taking care of boxes one and a little bit of box two for you. So it's, um, I, I, you know, I like to say that buyers actually don't love choice. They love packages. Right. I mean, I, I'm not a fast food eater, but the actual value meal has absolutely killed every other fast food hamburger in the planet. Right. In fact, Burger King used to say, have it your way. It's like, actually, you just want to tell people this is what we have. You go into a restaurant. You don't say, look, well, you've got salmon and then you've got dill and you've got, you know, um, the basmati rice. They say we have made you, you know, salmon amandine. Right. And like you order something that is packaged and prepared in a recipe. Why, and I'm, I'm being a little bit glib for the sake of it, but why wouldn't you do some of that in cybersecurity and other enterprise technologies as opposed to making them all assemble yourself? Right. In fact, even some of the food companies that showed up, they were doing well during COVID. I haven't tracked them. They were meal kits. Everything you need for yeah. a meal is in this box. Mm. It was a healthy alternative to just ordering takeaway. And, and it was kind of fun because you got to cook it and you, you actually say, look, I made something. I don't have any skill as a chef, but I look, it looks pretty good. People take a picture. They put it on Instagram. They were proud of themselves. So I think you have to get back to a little bit to human nature of being a problem solver as opposed to a solution provider. Going back to that point you made before about helping buyers really understand the benefits. If you understand the benefits, you have peace of mind. If you have peace of mind then you're confident that ultimately, you know, this isn't going to affect things in a negative way. And one other tip, lose the gibberish. I have yeah, to say cybersecurity sure. has the worst syntax. People should learn how to write and speak in plain sentences to Absolutely. what their customers are. I mean, you know, they speak in buzzwords and gorp. Yeah. Especially and, with the more niche elements of cybersecurity as well, you know, but obviously now we're going into different endpoint, network, API, email security, all those kind of things. But what I see, I mean, you might agree with this, what I see so often is companies talking about what they do. We do API security. We do this. We secure your APIs, but not why they do it or the, the benefits that it brings, why it helps their audiences do their jobs better, lead better lives, have more peace of mind. And, and I get that you can't do it in a really kind of, you know, dismissive, overarching way that doesn't actually get to the nub of those benefits. But still, see far too many companies just literally focus, just put a badge on it, what they do. And, and, and their competitors do exactly the same thing. So they're all badging themselves in the same way.
Well, yeah, and by the way, if you're a startup, that just plays to the incumbent, right? If it yeah. all sounds like gibberish, you just might as well buy it from somebody you, you know is not going out of business and you trust. And uh, it comes down to thinking about people as people, then as mm. buyers, and then as technologists, and then as organizations. The other part you have to remember is that you're dealing with an audience that are looking at screens all day long, and they are True. beaten to death, right? It's like, you know, getting in people's tension span. A couple of other things I think people miss, a little humor helps, a little humility helps. You know, I think there are just because you can do business with somebody you like or somebody you or you can ignore people you don't like. And I don't think people talk about likability. Right. And look, at the end of the day, likability is not a substitute for competency. But if you don't take yourself too seriously, we are the epic warrior that will save you from the bad North Korean hackers. And it's like it's. And that may be true, but it is just not what people are really looking for. Is like reverse yourself. What is their issue? Yeah. Like, what are, what are the things maybe something? Not enough skills. Not enough people. Not enough budget. Huge amount of stress. It's very hard to feel like you're being attacked all the time, which is a lot of defense that you play. It gets exhausting, right? I mean, mm -hmm. just like think about yeah. you know, like it's uh, it's if you can remove some of that, you know, it's very interesting. There's a company that I advise called Attack IQ, and if you go to their website, their 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 motto is, is "We've got your six, which is just kind of mill mill speak for like we got your back, and it's like. Mm -hmm. You know, it's actually been extremely effective because people understand it's like, okay, do you have my back? I don't expect you to do everything, but are you going to be there for me? Are you going to support yeah. me? Those are the kinds of things you you need to you need to do as opposed to showing pictures of people in the shadows with slouch hats and trench coats. Yeah, there's another one. I think they're called. I might have got this wrong, but I think they might be called Trellix. They're fairly new. I think it was a merger of um, a division of McAfee and somebody else. But um, their imagery on their site is basically it's a video that plays behind their um, on their homepage just with a load of developers with like they've got face masks on, they've got cucumbers, they're relaxing in their chairs. And it's just all about being relaxed because they're taking care of your cybersecurity. And, you know, I, it just it feels so refreshing because every other firm that I see talks about it in a very, as I said, it's a war based narrative. People don't like war. People don't like fighting. People don't like being at war. Like you said, it gets exhausting. So, yeah. Like you were living in the UK, I mean, you know, like during the Blitzkrieg, people were terrified. And then, you know, when the when the bombings, they went out and they got they got their they went to the market, right? Mm. Like at some point in time, like people can just can't you can't bomb people into submission. It yeah, does it doesn't exactly. work. People, people have to get on with their life, and I think that's what they that they want to know. And I and then it's true in cybersecurity, and it's true in a lot of other industries. So, um, yeah. so I. You know, a little consumer psychology goes a long way.